from the PSIA AASI Studios in Nederland, Colorado, because I'm sheltering in place. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and uh, we're going to be talking about a very strange end to our season with Stacy Garish, who's joining us this evening from uh, sheltering in place in Edwards, Colorado. Correct? Yes. Hi, George. How are you I doing, am- Stacy? I'm doing pretty well, you know, trying to keep my um, mental uh, stability going strong. I am sheltered in place um, at my home in Edwards, Colorado. Today is day seven for me um, of my self-quarantine. So, I mean, this is really a very bizarre end to our season. As I said a little bit earlier, uh, you read to me a post that you made on Facebook, and that's actually why I wanted to call you and have this chat today. Um, just about all the strange things that are going on. I would love it if you'd read the posts that you put on the Beaver Creek Ski School uh, Facebook page. Yeah, sure, George. I'd be happy to. Um, it is. It's a really strange end to the season, and um, you know, I've been waffling between just sadness and concern and. It kind of prompted me to write this post uh, yesterday to the Beaver Creek staff, which is where I work. Um, So this is what I wrote. Um, It says, hi, everyone. I've decided to find a sliver of a silver lining in the midst of this pandemic. There are so many disappointments and reasons for concern and worry during this time. It feels like life is both on hold and canceled at the same time. So my way of finding something more positive is to express my gratitude, and I plan to express gratitude in a variety of ways. This post is only the beginning. This upcoming week, many of us were meant to be celebrating our seniority with Beaver Creek, myself included. This is my 31st full-time winter with the Beaver Creek Ski and Snowboard School, so my 30th seniority year. Knowing that none of us will be recognized in a typical way this week has caused me to reflect on the 30 years I've chosen to spend working with many of you, and why. And the number one reason is the people, the connections, the sense of family. What an honor to work and share our passion for the mountains and for snow sports together. Yesterday, I was flooded with sadness. The ending to this winter was far too abrupt. No last run, no employee ski ride day, no Spirit of Beaver Creek Awards, no seniority banquet, and worst of all, No hugs and goodbyes with the people we've spent the winter with. It's like having all the hair ripped off of you without warning. In place of those hugs and goodbyes and see you next winters, I'm going to express some gratitude. And I won't read you all the people I listed off, but um, I wrote my gratitude towards many of the people that I've worked with over the last 30 years and some instructors who I just met this winter. And um, my point in doing that is I think, you know, George, at times like this, um, we've got to find what the opportunity is in terms of the silver lining and what a time to kind of reflect and um, think about connections and share some gratitude. So that's what I did. Um, At the end, I wrote, um, I admire you all. I respect you. And it's because of you that 30 years working on the Beaver Creek team went by in a flash. That's all for now. Thanks for listening in this case. My gratitude continues as I wish COVID-19 to go away, far, far away. Virtual hugs to you all. Stay healthy. And by all means, wash your hands, people. (laughs) 
Well, Stacy, I mean, you couldn't have said that any better. That's really what I've been feeling. I, my last run, I was training staff. We came down and that evening we found out that uh, Governor Polis had closed all 32 areas in Colorado. Yeah, it's um, it's sort of, I know we've all been sort of struggling with how surreal it is, you know, and especially, I mean, really at any time it would be surreal, but I know for many of us, March um, around the country is sort of the last hurrah for, our, for us in our industry in the season, and it's people's spring breaks, and it's usually some of the best snow of the winter, and it kind of marks the beginning of the transition out of the ski season, and and I know there's like there's so many traditions that happen in March, and so it's been just really sad and surreal and just bizarre not to have any of that happening. Well, and I think too, uh, National Academy uh, team tryouts, yeah. and then uh, the last you you and I spoke. I mean, I've got some pretty lofty goals for Ed Staff and Rocky, and um, we were talking about training and some exams coming up and. We had a lot of staff who were preparing for exams in April and gone. So, I mean, just all the things that so many people had been working for, as well as our guests who were coming up looking forward to vacations that got canceled. Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit hit it. I mean, gosh, the, the level of disappointment, like... Talk about like the the disappointment for so many people. Um, it spans a really wide range, and you know, March is a busy week. Is a sorry, a busy month in the ski and snowboard school for lessons, and then for all of us, you know, we tend, as you said, to go into this is the time of year everyone's been working towards to go to your exam, um, to go to the next clinic with PSI ASI. Um, National Academy, I mean, that's always like the crescendo, right? Um, and then team tryouts and just all of the years of, of effort that people have put forward. I know there's a lot of disappointment out there. And um, I'm glad that you reached out to me and that we can talk about it. And I think, I think what's important right now for our community is to try to stay connected and to talk about the mountains and to talk about what we love to do on snow and and that passion that has brought us all here um i know one of my trainers at beaver creek has started a zoom chat um with some snowboarders around the country and we're gonna start doing that with on the alpine side um i may do some stuff with rocky mountain on the children's side um you know just to communicate with people and see each other's faces and kind of keep the conversation going and um, and look ahead to next fall and next winter when, you know, business will resume and exams will come back and clinics will resume and all the things that we love. I love that you brought up Zoom because I've been thinking of doing that with just staff training to keep us together and yeah. and just keep that sense of family going. You also yes. said a word that's very important and I don't want to get negative in our podcast, but I think this is something that needs to be brought up, which was community um, you and I both live in very small mountain communities, and um, it's been a little scary lately with the influx of people that are coming up, I think, to maybe get away from the city and, and get that fresh mountain air, but, you know, they're coming up in droves. Yeah, it's um, it's such an interesting time right now, George. Like, sometimes I feel like not everyone got the same memo. Um 
and I don't understand why. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like if you get in your car, you're sort of in your own sort of protected pod, if you will. And maybe that's one way to self distance. Um, but I just, you know, I, I understand the draw, right? Like if you're in a city and you've been asked to stay at home, you're probably living in a small space, um, walking outside on the concrete, it's hard to get away from people when you live in a big metropolitan area. I totally get that. However, when everyone from the city goes to the mountains on the weekends to, um, quote, so, you know, be socially distanced, it it's, makes it really challenging for everyone. Um, and I don't know what to do about that. I mean, I, I think people just need to realize that coming to the mountain communities right now is probably not the best option um, in terms of trying to flatten the curve with this virus. And, like, I get it. It is hard to stay at home. <laughs> it's really hard. And, um, but we, we just, as a, as a community of humans, we need to commit to that for four, at least 14 days, you know, and um, kind of stay out of each other's way and find a way to kick this COVID to the curb. Um, I talked to a friend of mine in Vermont today. That's where I'm originally from. And it's the same thing is happening all over the country. Um, she said in Vermont, um, a lot of people from New York and Boston want to come up to Vermont. I assume New Hampshire as well. Um, for the same reasons, you know, to get out of the city, to try to get away from people, to feel like they have greater social distance. And that's amazing. However, it seems like what they're doing is going up for the a weekend and then traveling back to the city. And, and that's just like giving COVID a free, it's like a free ride for COVID, you know, to spread out. And then um, I think the other thing we have to all be aware of is just um, being really mindful of of purchasing and using only what we need. And um, in some of our smaller mountain communities, our supply chain is a little less um, available than it is in bigger metropolitan areas. And I think if people could just, you know, buy supplies closer to home and and just buy what you need, I think it would help go a lot further for everybody. Well, Stacy, what are you going to do to try to keep your mind on skiing, but at the same time, enjoy this time of reflection at your house i think you've got another nine days to go i do yeah um and maybe longer you know i mean yeah. i guess i can't really go outside and have fun if, <laughs> if if it's uh still out there so at least i'll hopefully know in another nine days whether i have symptoms or not um so i've been uh yesterday i spent a lot of time with my ski equipment out in the garage um, you know, there's stuff we can do to our equipment right now to kind of safely pack it away for the season, give it a nice coat of wax. Um, and I, I did that yesterday with my skis. Um, and as far as, you know, I've been going out on hikes, um, during the week when it's not, aren't as many people around kind of walking through the snow right now feels really nice just to still feel connected to that to the snow um and talking with people about skiing you know and um people that were going to their exams i've been having conversations with folks about their movement analysis and just trying to keep it alive um and yeah i mean that's really all we can do right now facetime is amazing um i've been on a couple zoom calls which is also great it's nice to see people's faces 
Um, so that's what I'm doing. Doing a lot of cooking. Um, trying to, oh, you know, one of the great things right now is that um, we have time to maybe do more sit-ups than we used to do. And um, lift a few weights at home and <laughs> kind of get creative about our fitness and our nutrition and take take this as an opportunity to kind of self-retreat and just be kind to ourselves, treat ourselves well. So we're healthy and whole and ready for next winter. You know, I've got to share this. I, I actually won a snowboard at our halfway through the season party and had been learning how to snowboard. And my goal for the season was to teach a first time on snowboard lesson before we closed. And all of a sudden that was gone. So I'm looking out the window of our house at a nice hill of our backyard and thinking that I just might be hiking up and doing a little snowboarding in my backyard. That's awesome. I um, was doing some uh, backcountry myself. I was going out on my backcountry gear and skinning, um, but I'm not doing that now. I'm respecting the request to stop uphill traffic. Um, I think it, it kills me not to go because I love it. Um, but I do think it's the right decision. I think our hospitals in the mountain communities right now are overwhelmed um, with trying to help people that are fighting COVID. And, you know, none of us ever think we're going to get hurt on the mountain, but it would be a really bad time right now to get hurt out in the backcountry or on the mountain and, you know, go into the emergency room and, a, you put yourself at risk going into an emergency room right now. Exactly. And you're taking care away from people who really need it. Um, you know, I've got a really good friend who works in the ski industry in France. And um, he's one of us. And he's younger than I am. And not a high-risk person for this virus. And um, he tested positive about 10 days ago. And has been on a respirator in France and in a drug-induced coma trying to fight for his life. And um, he's making headway, you know. He's getting better and it looks like it's working and fingers crossed he'll come out of it okay. But gosh, what a bad time to uh, go get hurt in the backcountry and ask someone to take time away from someone like that, you know, who really needs medical care, so... Well, Stacy, thank you so much for taking the time to share your... Uh, feelings and thoughts about the end of this season. I wish all the best to your friend, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. We've got uh, lots of time on our hands these days. Yes, we do. And uh, in an effort to express some gratitude before we go, George, I just want to say thank you to you for um, doing these podcasts and allowing us to stay connected um, through this format all year long. I think it's amazing. So thank you, George. Stacey, I wish you all the best, and thank you so much for taking the time. You too. Stay healthy and wash your hands. <laughs> you too. From the PSIA ASI Outlier Studio in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Thanks so much for listening to First Chair.